Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Hey there, Habit Thrivers. Here we are at episode number 37 of your Habit Thrive podcast. If you're listening to this on a Saturday, March 11th, don't forget to move your clocks forward by one hour before you go to bed tonight. Yay, it's daylight saving, no S time, and it always catches me by surprise. In fact, it doesn't hurt to put a note on your pillow. I might just suggest this, because for myself personally, with all of my Google Calendar reminders and apps, I still use the old-fashioned method of writing myself a note and putting it somewhere that I will literally trip over. Seems to be the most effective, old school, but again, effective. So you may have the question, why not let your phone just remind you in the morning? And well, totally up to you, but I like to start my daylight saving experience in the new time zone right from the get-go. Clock radios, ovens, manual clocks, my truck, so I don't play the game of oh, it really is this time. It's a fun game to play on, let's say, perhaps Sundays, but not so much on Monday morning. Picture this. Your alarm goes off at 5.30 a.m. Now, I'm saying picture this because this is when our alarm goes off. So, very often we are awake ahead of this 5.30, but we always set it just, just in case. So, the alarm goes off at 5.30 a.m. and you say to yourself, oh my gosh, it really is 4.30 a.m. And in fact, if you look around somewhere else in your room and you see 4.30, it just will make it much more difficult, let's say, to get out of bed. But really, I, I love mornings, so I will still find this challenging. And again, I'm not, I am been really working on this actually in the last few years, in the last few time changes to not play that game, except when it's going to work to my advantage. So when I think about the fact that um, there could be some advantages to being awake at 4.30 in the morning, then it makes me just kind of relax a little bit and take advantage. But before we move into that part of this episode today, I do want to share some fun facts actually about daylight saving time. And this is, again, the benefit, this is what I'm enjoying so much uh, about doing these podcasts, is that when I am sharing information, I do do a double check. Now, the thing that I have noticed since I've been doing these podcasts is that the information online is not always, let's say, accurate in that 
you will find something about something specific like the time change, even in terms of studies about about the effects of time change, and it will be different. So what I have found that I've been doing is finding the, uh, well, first of all, the most accurate sources. So I am sharing this information from Reader's Digest Canada online. So I'm going to say Reader's Digest has been a staple <laughs> in our house for years and years, so I feel very confident with this. So in one of the articles about daylight saving time, one of the fun facts, history-wise, is that Canada was the first place to implement daylight saving time, and this was in 1908 in a place called Port Arthur, which is now Thunder Bay. And I'm sure that was probably part of a, of a history lesson somewhere along the line, but I didn't remember it, so I'm going to share it uh, again with you. And yes, definitely, probably, and this is how it's actually mentioned in the article, probably to do with energy savings, but definitely a few years later into the First World War when more countries came on board to put in daylight saving time it was absolutely from a conserving energy burning less coal standpoint. Now the next notable date is 2005 when George W. Bush moved the fall back forward from October to November and the spring forward back from April to March. So this was his Energy Policy Act of 2005. And since then, there has been debate and discussion around scrapping daylight saving time as there are more issues with it right now. And again, this is where the, the studies come in around heart attacks, more car accidents, more sleep disturbances, which I'm sure is what contribute to the car accidents, but there are still energy savings. Now, studies say that they are very small in the energy savings, but they're still there. So this is where we are so far from a history perspective. I would like to share as we move into, let's say, the uh, yeah, the tips and the and the pointers and the experience that that I've had over the last few time changes, just to share them with you. And again, I share them with you through my filter. Now, I don't have young kids in the house right now, so that is a whole other episode or podcast on managing a time changes with young children but it does tell you again because they are on such schedules why it impacts us so much so i'm sharing these tips from my obsession i'm going to say with the 24-hour clock with circadian rhythms with um, habits and routines so of course this is what's come up for me uh, over the years uh, ayurveda yoga all of that mixed in together so here we go 
number one, and I already mentioned this, was to set your clocks to the right time the night before bed. Now, I might mention as well, you could be listening to this during the week. You've already set your, your time, but you might still be getting into your car and looking and seeing that you haven't changed your, um, your clock in your vehicle. And this happens for a couple of reasons. I'm going to say right away, number one is I don't know how to do it. I'm not taking the manual out. Honest to goodness, I don't know why they don't make this more straightforward, but that is what comes into play. So if you can kind of think about that ahead of time, make yourself a little note and stick it in your glove compartment as well. If you're like me, I'm not gonna remember it next time as well. And it does just kind of throw you off a little bit. There's enough to throw you off this week. So let's say it's Wednesday of the time change and you, there are still some clocks that you haven't changed, I'm just going to encourage you to do that. Now, full disclosure, we have a huge clock that is very high up on our wall at the cottage that you need a ladder and you need three people to change the time on here. But it's disturbing, right? It drives my husband crazy to look at that clock when we're off, but there are just, you just have to pick and choose. So we are still in the let's say, um, trying to figure out how to do that one in an easier way. But yes, fix your clocks if it's partway through the week. If you are going to bed Saturday right now when you're listening to this podcast, set your clock forward. And this is not the night, let's say on a Saturday night or Sunday, that um, you're staying up all night, let's say reading a really good book and you really want to stay with it or, or you're binging Netflix. This is not the Saturday to do it. It will affect you even more going into the rest of the week. So instead for tonight, maybe have a spring forward ritual. Uh, bedtime tea, an Epsom salts bath, uh, something on your favorite uh, meditation app, essential oils and a candle. Really thinking about rituals, your evening rituals and your morning rituals as you move through this time change and move into the spring. So that brings us forward to tomorrow morning actually. So thinking of having your ritual in the morning. So I'm gonna go back to that scenario where you are, let's say if it's 6.30 and your brain is saying, oh my gosh, it's really 5.30. And for the morning people who are listening to, uh, to this episode and you know who you are, the mornings definitely are more challenging because now it's darker again. So we have that scenario going on. But if you think about the morning as being very much a sacred time, and actually the more that we bring it back towards that 4.30 and towards four o'clock, that is a very meditative, a very open time in our consciousness. For those of you that have seen the movie or read the book, Eat, Pray, Love, she talks about that in the ashram, that that is her one of the the most amazing experiences for her in terms of her mantras and her meditations and that is because we are our brain first thing in the morning and our mind in the morning we are opening up actually in terms of our subconscious mind so it's very 
very visual, very much about intention setting. We are moving from our brain chemicals, from melatonin to serotonin. Even our brain waves are, are moving from alpha to, to beta. And so there, you've got all of this stuff going on. And that is happening as soon as you open your eyes. But it seems to be if it's a little bit earlier even, and you'll notice this and when you're up, like let's say even at three in the morning or four in the morning, it's very quiet, it's very spiritual, it's very, very sacred. So taking advantage of this time and knowing that this is the time, if you're not normally journaling, if you're not thinking forward and visualizing into your day and it could literally be how you want your day to flow out how you want your week to flow how you want the rest of the spring and summer this is how open it can be as you picture yourself just kind of you know going with the flow as you move through this week you might even be going forward and visualizing how you want to be as you move through the spring as the snow melts and you're walking around and you're feeling strong and you're feeling healthy and you see yourself in the garden and if if you have any pain in your body as you've been moving through the winter months you can feel that heat now and you can feel that ease of movement and you can visualize all of this because what we've talked about before is that as we visualize and think forward into the future our brain doesn't know the difference between the where we're sitting right now and where we're visualizing so we are practicing walking around pain-free we are practicing walking around being perhaps happier and, and positive and optimistic we can see our face we can see what we're wearing we can see how we're moving and we can put that into our brains landscape and in the morning, I'm going to say this again, in the morning, we are just more open to that. So taking advantage of this as we move through this time change. Also to think about planning a quieter week. This is not the week to clean your house top to bottom or to ramp up your training or to start a big project at work. This is a transition week of gentleness and just getting the things done that, that really need to get done. It's not your big meal planning week of making big meals. It's just going into, and I have this actually in my journal, it's kind of the just getting her done week. It's just everything. I'm not doing anything extra. There's no extra creativity, brain work, any of that. So as you think forward to your week, yes, you can write it down. If you're a planner, that's fantastic. But if you're not, just when you're in that moment of having to make a decision, should I do this? I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to say, put it to next week. So that is number, that's the third suggestion. So number one, setting your clocks tonight. Uh, number two, think about rituals and routines moving into the spring, particularly around the morning and the evening, I should say as well. Planning for a quieter week, just get things done that need to be done. And as we move into number four, what we are eating and drinking this week is extremely important as we tend to drink a little bit more coffee perhaps because we're getting up we're feeling we might be feeling like we're getting up earlier we're a little bit more tired and so of course you know the cycle if we have more coffee then we're up at night then we need more coffee so all of that just notice 
just notice and be very mindful with your coffee in the morning. Drink it slowly, um, enjoy it, have it part of your ritual and you won't feel like you need more coffee. Okay, so more water and veggies lightening up, as we talked about in last week's episode, episode number 36, that it can feel very sluggish and very heavy in March and April, and and that's with the wet snow, and that's even with, the again, the allergies, all of that stuff, so we are lightening up, and this will help us transition this week as well. Number five is to be vigilant with your vitamins, your supplements, and your medications, especially if they are time-related. Remember, we're off by that hour so that you're going to notice different effects. So how you're metabolizing your medications, when and how you're digesting and eliminating even. So sticking to a routine as much as you can this week, more so than any other week, I'm going to say, except for the other time change in the fall. Be vigilant with your routines around when you're eating, when you're taking your medications, your vitamins, all of that. So that's number five. Number six, if you normally nap, then for sure, stay with that 30 minutes or less before three o'clock. But if you don't normally nap, try not to put them in this week. The only thing I would say about that, if it is on the weekend, there's something different. And it might just be for me, but there, there feels like there's something different about allowing that nap time on the weekend. It feels very indulgent and it feels very healing and tends to do the job more so than napping during the week. But I'll let you play with that. Again, I can only share personally my experience with napping because I love napping. There's no question on that. Um, so, but I am very particular about it and I, I notice the effect. So I'm a little bit more, let's say, careful with my napping during this week transition. So that's number six. Number seven, most importantly, <laughs> don't play the game at night that it is really this time. So if you normally go to bed at 10 and your brain says, oh, it's only nine, you'll mess yourself up right there. Okay, so even if it feels like you're not really tired yet, make come back to that ritual have going to bed bringing your book and your meditation and perhaps having that epsom salts bath and lengthening out your evening ritual perhaps to make you a little bit sleepier so that you can do that transition and that might include some some nice gentle yoga stretches all of that so that's number seven so you're really let's say paying attention to the morning and the evening and and just during the day you're just staying with your your routine now number eight is knowing that as you move through this transition week really um again cutting yourself some slack giving yourself some grace on this some of you will not notice this week i've had clients and class participants say i don't even notice time changes Okay, so that could be you. For others, it might take you up to 10 days to two weeks, and then you're feeling yourself. I've actually brought it back to one week. It used to be two weeks for me, so uh, I'm gonna say that was within the last couple of years, but I've noticed in the last couple of time changes that, that it has come down to closer to a week, and so I'm allowing for that transition time. 
And so again, so many opportunities to play with your habits and routines, to um, change up your rituals in the evening and the morning, if if you're wanting to do that to be open to the visualization and the and the thinking forward and the intention setting into the spring this is a very open time it's not just open in the morning it's very open in the spring and so i'm going to leave that with you this week again as you transition through just keep doing you keep caring for yourself So big hugs, have a great transition week, and I will talk to you again next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years. Or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.